Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And greetings from Monsoon Central, also known as the Great Gulf Coast. Well, if you're looking for some fishing info this weekend, you've come to the right place. And if you're looking on my Facebook page, I have seen those beautiful white perch, sockelet, crappie, whatever you want to call them. That's their names, and if catching them and frying them up crispy like I love to do as your game, we're going to hear from our freshwater fishing guru, Jeff Brule. He'll tell us where they came from, how they were caught, and maybe you can do the same thing. Also, some more information from... Some of our other field staff members across the coast and uh, something else we're going to talk about. You might not be aware of it, but a worldwide celebration of a member of the animal kingdom is set for next Friday. We want to let you know in case you'd like to prepare to celebrate for that. Also, uh, in this post-COVID era, the fishing rodeos are starting to return, and boy, they are really coming back strong. We'll run down some of those for you and give you some details how to get in on some of that fishing action. The wildlife and fisheries agents continue to patrol the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, They're out there doing license and bag checks, and they also continue to cite red snapper violators. We call them bad boys of the outdoors. And this morning, two Mississippians have earned that title. We've got this story coming up. Now, you may or may not know that as a member of the Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association, I serve on the official State Fish Records Committee, and each year I participate in selecting from all the catches that make the top ten during the previous year, we select the most outstanding fish, actually two, the one caught with a rod and reel and one caught on the fly rod. Now, we didn't do the awards last year due to the COVID. Our association convention was canceled, but we'll be presenting two awards at our Louisiana Outdoor Rider Association conventions next month in Thibodeau, which, by the way, we'll be doing this show in a Thibodeau near you. And I have already cast my votes, but this morning I would like you, the audience, to tell me if you were on the Fish Record Selection Committee for the most outstanding catch of the year, which fly rod catch would you choose? Now, unlike the rod and reel category, we had 43 that made the top 10 to pick from. There were only two that made the top 10 with the fly rods. And I'm asking you, which do you feel would be the most outstanding? Your choices are a new first-place chain pickerel at 1.64 pounds and there's also a new second place 2.06 pound black crappie text your vote along with your fishing report your comments your questions as always 504-260-1870 that text line directly here to the studio is 504-260-1870 let us know who you are and where you're listening from uh, also our coastal marine forecast this morning uh, if you're looking to head outdoors well <laughs> As I said, this has been Monsoon Central this summer. 
50% chance of rain tomorrow, dropping to 40% tomorrow. Uh, if you're going to be fishing on inside waters today, south winds 10 to 15, going to be a moderate chop, uh, really lightening up tomorrow, 5 to 10, and smooth conditions on the interior lakes and bays. Offshore 2 to 4 today, it's certainly fishable, 10 to 15 knots. Even better tomorrow, south winds 10 to 15 knots with only 1 to 2 foot seas. A lot of water moving, average tide range 1.8. Mississippi River stage is at 8.3 and continuing on a little rise before we hope to get a drop. And uh, that kind of sets the scene. So bring the wet weather gear. If you're headed out there, it's hot, it's muggy. But reports are the fish are biting. Unfortunately, we will not have Robbie Campo on this morning. This is one of the few times he's not out uh, fishing or hunting someplace where he's missed a show. Uh, Robbie's under the weather. So he'll be back with us again next week. But until then, if you've got any reports on his area, you've been fishing St. Bernard, uh, Lower Plaquemines, call us or text us 504-260-1870 and give us your report to help our listeners who will be fishing in those areas. Some of the midweek reports I got from the Shell Beach-Hopedale area were pretty good, especially the last couple of days, catching several trout out there. Redfish, for some reason, they're there. They're always there, but not quite as active as they've been. All right, we'll be right back and kick off the show right after this quick timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, welcome back in. You know, we love to hear from our audience on Saturday mornings, and we have a, a text message board that comes directly here to the studio. We'd love for you to use it, 504-260-1870. Save it and text us whenever we're on the air. Tell us what's going on in your world, where you are, what you're doing. And this morning we're asking you, if you were on the Fish Records Committee, there are two choices for the Fish of the Year Award, Caught with a Fly Rod. And I'll give you a little background on these fish in case you want to know some more info before you cast your vote. There's a new first-place chain pickerel, and that is at 1.64 pounds. Now, we also have a crappie or a 2.06 this is the black crappie. We also have the white crappie species. Uh, there's a new second place was caught at 2.06. Now, neither of these fish are what you'd call giants, but the, the reason for this award, it's the most outstanding catch. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a first place, although usually it is, but depends on the circumstances. And sometimes when there's some unusual outstanding circumstances, such as the skill level of the angler or how long it took for the record to be broken, uh, you can choose other ones, and this is an award we present once a year at our Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association banquet. And if you're not familiar with the Louisiana records, I believe we are the only state in the country <clears throat> where the official Department of Natural Resources or Wildlife and Fisheries Departments do not maintain the records. In Louisiana, it has always been this way going back to, I believe, the late 1940s, where the Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association has actually been the caretaker of the official records. And uh, this year, uh, we're going to be meeting in Thibodeau next month to present these awards. The voting is going on right now. Uh, myself, Joe Macaluso, uh, Lyle uh, is, the, uh, is the, the chairman of the Fish Records Committee. And uh, we also have uh, Martha Spencer, who represents us too. So uh, anyway, if you want to cast your vote for the one you would choose, here's a little background information. The number two fish, uh, the, the new number two state record black crappie caught with a fly rod, was caught by a guy named Glenn Cormier. A lot of you know him as Catch Cormier. He used to report for us here on the radio show. His fish was 2.06 pounds, was caught 
this past February, and he overtook a 16-year standing record. Uh, Robert Wells had the previous second-place record, and his fish was caught in January back in 2005. Now, the chain pickerel is a pretty obscure fish. A lot of people don't even know what they are. Um, I've caught a few of them. In fact, I, I used to catch them in my pond, but I haven't seen one in recent years. But it, it looks like a mini pike. In fact, it's a member of the pike family. It's got very large eyes for the size of their body. I think the world record maybe nine pounds. So the the to catch one 1.64 on a fly rod is quite an accomplishment. That was caught by Jim Johnson on Cocodrie Lake in October of 2019. Now remember, we didn't hold a fish records competition for uh, 2019, so we're combining it with the 2020 due to the COVID. But anyway, uh, it, actually it's May 31st of this year is the cutoff. But he broke a 17-year record. Uh, Artist Johnson fishing on Hardwater Lake back in 2002 had a 1.27. So which of those two, just vote for the pickerel, or the Sakale, which one would you cast your vote for? Um, and I invite you to take a look at the official state record. You can go to the Louisiana Outdoor Writer Association and find all those fish records. Oh, there's a number of species, both freshwater, saltwater. We have a fly category, and we have a private pond category, which is separate with you know, rationalization being if someone has access to a, a private pond that's stocked with big fish, uh, it's not really fair to the public because they have no access. So we have separate categories for that. But uh, I was looking at it the other day, and uh, there are some records that go back to the 1950s that still are outstanding and have not been broken. So to get a chance to take a look at it, some interesting things there. And, of course, it has all the instructions. If you think you've got a, a state record or caught one, uh, it tells you how you can apply for that. And there is a process for it. All right, uh, fishing rodeos, uh, we got several of them coming up. Uh, next weekend, the 88th annual Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo. That's going to be on Dolphin Island. Way stations open 10 to 7. Uh, that's going to be on uh, the first days, Friday and Saturday. On Sunday, the last day, it's open from 10 to 5. And then at 6.30, they're going to be doing the drawings for the boat motor trailer package. And then at 6 o'clock on that Monday, the 19th, at the grounds in Mobile, they'll present the awards. Uh, the Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo is back. Going to be held, of course, in Grand Isle on Thursday, July 22nd through July 24th. Uh, that is one of the largest fishing rodeos, actually weekend rodeos. Uh, the Star Tournament is certainly the longest and biggest. Uh, then uh, same weekend uh, at the Fauxpas International Invitational at their lodge in Venice Marina. That's July 22nd through 24th. Their captain's party is at Southport Hall in New Orleans from 5 to 8 on the 20th. So lots of fish and rodeo activity to get into. Again, sorry we don't have uh, Robbie Campo with us this morning. Uh, Robbie's under the weather. But if you've got some information on those areas that he normally reports on, text it to us, 504-260-1870. We come back after this. We're joined by Jeff Brule, our freshwater fishing guy. He's going to talk about those two big, beautiful white perch or sakale or crappie, whichever you choose to call them, where they were caught, how they were caught, and it's some areas you can access. We'll tell you all about that, and he'll round out some other areas too. It's all coming up next right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the Freshwater Fishing Report along with Bass Info is a presentation of Berkeley. 
the makers of the new limited edition Gulp Translucent 3 and 4 inch shrimp. Get the Gulp scent dispersing shrimp in a translucent color like Sangria, Scooby, Starry Night, and Flamingo Flash. Check them out at your favorite tackle store or bait shop. That's Gulf Gulp Translucent Shrimp by Berkeley, a division of Pure Fishing. And we say good morning to Jeff Brule. And, Jeff, before you get out there and chase those crabs in the lake area, let's give them some information. you got a lot of good news. Let's talk about that little bit of good news on Chef Pass first. Yeah, I had a bad trip when I went a couple weeks ago, but I have got some good reports since then. They're uh, starting to show up on the Mr. Go rocks. Basically, they, they're scattered from violet back up to the wall. Uh, you have to just kind of move around to you pick off a few fish here or there. But uh, I think the storms basically move the fish kind of to the deeper water, to the Mr. Go and ICW area. So top waters and spinner baits, they've uh, got some guys telling me they're catching like 20, 30, 40 fish again, uh, but along the rocks, kind of tight to the rocks, but the whole area down to Mr. Goes holding a few bass. I don't, I don't think they're great big, but it's a good sign that they're still there and we just got to kind of relocate them. You know, that same spot is really good for speckled trout in the wintertime. I don't know what it is about that. I guess those rocks just extend out and kind of makes like a long natural reef and attracts the bait fish in there. I just think it holds a lot of bait fish. And there are, there are some little patches of grass here and there along the thing. That that puts shrimp and different little small creatures in there. And it's a good environment just for any kind of fish that's moving up and down. Plus, you have all the good deep water there if they need to get out and protection from the heat or the winter cold. They can go a little deeper and get in some better water temperatures. Jeff, the Chafalaya Basin, like a lot of areas because of high water, it's been problematic. Is it finally starting to improve over there? Yeah, they've been having some good reports from here about bass, catfish, panfish. It's kind of choose your poison right now. Uh, the, the gauges at four feet at Morgan City, but again, you got a little rise in Mississippi coming, so the next month it's probably going to pop back up around five. But you can get around the, the lakes, like uh, on either side, and find some good cypress tree flats. And sometimes you'll catch brim, and sometimes you'll catch cat, catfish. The old river's kind of the channel where the bass are kind of hanging out. They're catching some good numbers down that area. <clears throat> but then, again, the, the heat, you got to go out early in the morning, and usually midday it starts slowing down. So try to get out early and beat the heat. And, Jeff, uh, an area we don't talk about a lot, uh, a lot of people blame that freshwater diversion for really messing it up is the Zalman's area over there on the west bank across from New Orleans. What do you, what do you can tell us about what's going on there? Is it picking up a little bit or is it still tough? Uh, it's still tough. They're catching a few fish. That, uh, some of the buddies said they had a tournament and they saw a lot of shad spawns like in Lake the Zalman's area. But the rains and the winds just making it just tough to pattern them. But they said with the shad being present, like top waters early and jigs and plastics around shady spots you get in on the shoreline and find some some type of cypress or any kind of shade a lot of times the bass are there or any, or any kind of cover anything they can get under and get a little protection from the heat and uh this rain it's, it's just kind of destroying the patterns it's just different every day you get storms here and not there and it's different from day to day when you go out there but they are catching a few fish over and does that it's just tough well, Jeff, we saved the the last report, the best for the last report. That road trip you were talking about, your buddy Doctor Spell. I put a picture up of those two huge sockeye that he caught, and man, it got a lot of attention. So, tell people if they want to get in on some of that big, big white perch action, where to go and how do you catch them? 
just along I-55 Mississippi. They got some great lakes up there, Enid, Grenada, uh, Sardis. All those fisheries have um, tons of white perch and, and big ones. It's just amazing how big they are. And, and that's kind of like average fish. You know, you, you catch some close to four pounds up there. And they're just going out in open water on shelves and channel marks and they're fishing at 12 to 20 foot depth range and they're using electronics you know the fancy fishing game video game style fishing but they are catching a lot of a lot of big ones you know they might catch 10 to 12 nice fish like that in a trip Um, and there are some guides in the area if you're not familiar you can call around do some searches on the internet and find a few guides up there but they use what they call a minnow rig sometimes it's just a sliding cart with a couple minnows on a hook or they just using jigs and using electronics to figure out what depth to throw the bait into and pull it through and catch fish and if you can find a certain depth sometimes they're using sliding carts and just covering an area and they're catching fish that way but man they're so big it's just amazing how pretty those fish are yeah they are beautiful fish up there and i tell you a live scope would really be good to use up there you just about got to have some electronics or fish finder because it's a big vast area and those fish school up and they they stratify at different depths and man that really eliminates a lot of bad water for you jeff in addition to giving us up to the minute reports you also do a lot of uh, tip giving for us tell us about some specialty fishing rigs maybe yeah the the japanese they're highly pressured lakes so they always come up with little nuances to setups and things and things like ned rig nico rig tokyo rig free rig there's all different rigs just using basically the same equipment they're just rigging it up different for example like a a ned rig is just a basic jig head but they're using a real light light head and we just they basically cut a cinco in half and just almost like letting it flow in the current and uh that's they catching bass they use that up kind of in the midwest uh then you have like a Nico rig. That's kind of a wacky worm, but it just has a nail weight in one end and makes it have a different fall. So you got to learn all these different styles, and some of these work well around here. I know the Ned rig works well when you got schooling fish. Uh, after they come up and they go back down, you throw that Ned rig out in the middle of where they were schooling. And a lot of times before it gets to the bottom, you'll pick up another bite or two. But just do some research and um, give them a try, and just find different ways to fish. Just got to keep up with the times. All right. Very good info, Jeff. We really appreciate it. Good luck on your crabbing trip, and we'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. How long do you think I've been doing this report? About 20 years? <laughs> you know, it's got to be getting close to that, Jeff. I don't remember when you started, but it's been a while. Well, in fact, I got my the wife show in... sitting in the, in the truck here with me, and I think this is the first time in 20 years she's been up to hear me on the radio. <laughs> so I want to tell her congratulations. Well, Ada, welcome aboard. Hope you can listen to us more often. Um, you know, Jeff, uh, this show is going to be celebrating its 32nd anniversary in a couple of weeks. I think our show on the, the 31st, the last Saturday in this month, is going to be 32 years, boy. And you just wonder, where does the time go? Huh? Yep. Congratulations, and thanks for everything. All right. Thank you, Jeff. We'll see you soon, buddy. And there's Jeff Rule, and also got his wife in tow with him. Hey, the boy, going doing a little crabbing together. And glad she's finding out what he's been doing on Saturday mornings well, for probably close to 20 years. All right, coming back right after this, going to get to your text messages. Shoot us one, 504-260-1870. We've got more fishing reports, more information, and a couple of Mississippi guys came to Louisiana, got a little bit of red snapper trouble. We'll tell you about their 
crime in their possible time. Right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, checking our outdoor events calendar coming up on uh, this th- coming Thursday. Well, it'll be two Thursdays. It'll be the 22nd of July at the Castine Center on Pelican Boulevard in Mandeville. It's the North Source CCA Chapter Live Auction Raffles. That's always a good one. That's going to be Thursday, July 22nd at the Castine Center in Mandeville. All right, we're going to take a quick 10-second pause to let our local stations tell you who they are, where they are, and then we're back with our Text message board. Got some good comments, and we'll read those to you right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, our first text message came in this morning and saying that uh, Bella, who is a, a softball player and is uh, Lawrence's granddaughter, uh, they're in uh, the World Series. I made it to the championship Saturday in Florida. Good luck. Go, Bella, and the farm system prospects. Uh, nothing like family spending time together and traveling the roads and enjoying similar activities. All right, here's a question, a good one. What's up with the new fishing license? Just a piece of paper? You know, this story's been going on. They've been trying to deal to get some good, better material to print your license on. And you think now that they got the license increase passed that when you buy a license, they would give you something that's at least a little weatherproof. But, I mean, it's basically a paper receipt. And uh, at least the the tags are a little bit waterproof uh, that you get in the old licenses. But for right now, I think they're renegotiating the contract with the paper supplier or something, but uh, you just got to put up with it. Now, if you get the, the lifetime license, which I strongly suggest, I'm not sure what that's like, the new one. Maybe somebody that has just recently bought one can tell me, because I've had mine for 20 years, and it's a hard plastic, almost a credit card type license. Now, what they give you now when you get a lifetime license, I'm not sure. But if someone knows, text me at 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. All right, we got George uh, texting in. He says he's headed out to Delacro this morning. Want to give everybody a heads up. Weatherman said it's going to be a nice day, but they're bringing the black cloud to Delacro, so steer clear. Which black cloud is, is that? The black cloud, George. Let me know who exactly that is. 
All right, we have this one coming in to let us know that the Kennel Lake Town boat launch has reopened. They dredged the middle of the channel, so stay inside the poles they put out or you're going to run aground. Cities in negotiation with Corps of Engineers to dredge the whole channel at a later date. Good and timely news. Thank you for that. Kennel Lake Town launch is reopened. A little bit later on, I'm going to tell you about the closure of another boat launch for some badly needed improvements and repairs that's gone on in Slidell. Uh, here's Justin in the refuge. He's in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. His lovely name is Dora. Oh, you finally found out her name. Okay. She has ankle surgery she's recovering from, and she can't get in the garden, so he asked Mother Nature to rain so Dora's garden gets Okay, Justin, you've done enough. We had enough. I think the garden's in good shape, judging from uh, all the, the fauna around here and the grass. All right, here's another text. Uh, someone just fished the Breton Sound area, did real good on trout, which I've heard some other reports. Had a couple nice triple tail. That's a good report. Sharks are also bad in that area. Yeah, they usually are. This time of the year. And here we say, I'd uh, vote for the Sakalay for the record. Hopefully the weather will cooperate for those fishing in the Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo next weekend. Just like all the Gulf Coast, we've had more than our share of rain in Mobile County this summer. And that is from David Hubble. And by the way, uh, my uh, editor and producer of Bayou Wild Television, Chris Lecoq, notified me yesterday that David has been named the president of the Bayou Wild Alabama chapter. So, Congratulations, David. I asked him if it was elected or self-appointed. He said it's kind of like, you know, when what is that when you marry when you live together? It's common law. <laughs> you just become it. Congratulations, David. You're the president of our chapter for Bayou Wild TV in Alabama. All right, coming back after this, so I'm going to tell you about what's going to be on July 16th. That's next Friday. Where it's a worldwide celebration of a certain species of our animal kingdom. I'll tell you all about it. We come back right after this timeout. You know, the great thing about this audience is they help so much. All I got to do is put something out there and somebody answered. Uh, we had a, a, a question about what's up with the paper license when you buy your hunting and fishing license. You get basically a cash register receipt, and, you know, you get out and you're hunting and fishing. It's out in the elements, and, you know, the thing can get destroyed. So I would suggest until something changes and they come up with a more permanent type of license, uh, maybe make some extra copies and keep them around in case you need to, to have one with you. But anyway, the lifetime license, as I mentioned, uh, I've had one over 20 years now. I think when they first started selling them, I bought it. And to me, it's the way to go, although I don't think it's the best thing for the department because I just know how government is. And I don't think that they squirrel that money away or invest it to where they can continue to to gain on it, where when you stop buying a license, when you buy a lifetime license, that's it. They don't get any more money out of you. I haven't had to buy any of the licenses, and they've created some new stamps and things. And whenever that's been done, and now this latest increase, it doesn't affect me because I've got it. And it's a hard card. It's plastic like a credit card. And I was wondering if you buy a lifetime license now, does that come on a piece of paper too? And one of the texters said, no, he just bought one two weeks ago, and it's a hard card like a credit card. So I would strongly suggest that. All right, um, those of you in the city of Baton Rouge, I know you've been able to sleep better lately knowing that Cara, the 12-foot Burmese python that weighed 150 pounds, it was an albino, beautiful animal, uh, is back in its cage after spending two days in the Baton Rouge Mall of Louisiana in the crawl space up in the attic. Uh, the, the, the snake was recaptured and checked out by the LSU School of Veterinary Medicine and returned home 
And I had to laugh about the ruckus this caused. I mean, it made not every local newscast, but it was made national news. It was headlines about this python escaped in the mall. And the poor thing, it's been around people pretty much all its life. It's tame. It's docile. I don't think you could force it to bite or, or constrict anybody. And uh, it just snakes. I don't know what it is about snakes, but they. Ju- I guess it's the old Adam and Eve thing. But anyway, the world is going to be celebrating snakes the 16th of july this coming friday is designated as world snake day and you know snakes uh they're they're everywhere they've been here for a long time and they're probably going to continue to be around a long time they're on every continent except we don't have any snow snakes there's none on antarctica's continent but uh you got them and they vary anywhere from the 32 foot long pythons to what they call little bitty vine snakes, about one-fourth of them are venomous, and all of them really would rather stay away from humans. And I think that's a pretty wise decision for a lot of reasons, if they could. But what often happens when there's human snake encounters, the first thing to do is people want to kill the snake. So with World Snake Day, the conservationists are hoping they can educate the public, remove some of their fears and their illusions about snakes, and help them get some recognition as a really adaptable apex species. Uh, and, of course, the, the initial reaction, you know, for finding a snake, for most people that aren't aware of the good that they do and how harmless they can be, uh, remains fear. They're afraid of snakes, and they just got to kill them. Well, maybe World Snake Day will be used as a tool to educate and inform people about how to deal with snakes, who to call, and resources that are available. There's a lot of information on the uh, on the web. If you're looking to find out more details about snakes, uh, actually, snakes can make pretty good pets. They're pretty much low maintenance. I, I've got, a, in fact, I just recently acquired my pet snake. Uh, my granddaughter named it Min. I'm not sure where that came from, but it is a DK brown snake. And I was uh, back in the horse pasture a couple weeks back, and it was just crawling around looking for food. And I picked it up, and it was kind of shy but friendly. And I made a nice little terrarium for it and been feeding it. It's eating well. And uh, it's a nice pet, low-maintenance low pet, a snake. And, uh, of course, you know, again, it's, it goes back to the Adam and Eve's days. There's just this thing about it. <clears throat> but hopefully this World Snake Day celebration will kind of put some of those fears to rest. All right, uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. We mentioned the opening of the boat launch at Lake Town and Kenner. Uh, they are closing the Middle River launch on Highway 90 in the Pearl River Management Area, doing some renovation work. They expect the work to be done by this September, so it's not going to take long, hopefully. And the improvements, uh, make it nice, they're going to take that one-lane gravel ramp and put in a two-lane concrete boat ramp, install some wooden docks, uh, the adjacent slip is going to be dredged, and they're going to redevelop the parking area. Now, where this money is coming from, it's uh, been a while, but we got some money in a settlement from the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, and it's creating, uh, re- repairing lost recreational opportunities in Louisiana. So uh, that's some good news. Uh, this is not the East Pearl, the big one that's on the Mississippi-Louisiana state line. This is a smaller one that you get to off a of Highway 190 on Middle River, but it puts you right into the heart of <clears throat> some good duck hunting in both fresh and saltwater fishing area there. It's called the Middle River Boat Launch and soon to be improved. 
All right, uh, if you got a text for us, by the way, I'm looking to see which of these two fish uh, you would choose. They were both caught with a fly rod, which is an accomplishment. One was uh, the obscure chain pickerel. It's a new first-place record, replaced the old record that stood for 17 years. And a new second-place black crappie or sockele was 2.06 pounds. That was caught by Catch Cormier. And that one replaced a 16-year-old Second place standing record. So which of those two would you vote for if you had a choice to vote for the Fish of the Year honors? All right, uh, let's see. We got George from Dixie Ranch. Congratulate Frank on his retirement. Okay, who? which Frank now? we got a lot of Franks out there, but we're glad you retired, and he's telling him to go fish and hunt more. I hope Frank's listening and uh, going to be doing some more hunting and fishing. I wonder if that be George as in Patterson from Dixie Ranch. Maybe so. Let me know who that is on 9886. Text me back and fill me in. All right, coming back after this, we're going to take a trip to Grand Isle, get a fishing report. Yeah, there's a rodeo there today, and there's one coming up at the end of the month called the Grand Isle. There's one down there just about every every weekend of some magnitude. Darrell Carpenter's got the eye on the fishing there, and I'm hearing some thunder out there. How's the weather by you? Looking at the radar, got some scattered showers out there, but I think it's going to get worse as the day goes on. Don't leave without the wet weather gear. We're back right after this. All right, checking your radar. Looked like some heavy action along Lake Catherine, Lake Bourne, uh, moving to the I-10 twin span near Slidell. Real heavy, uh, tight batch there, though. And we've got a little thunder boomers going on right here at St. Hubert's Cathedral. Speaking of getting hammered with rain, boy, Grand Isle uh, had some really rough rain this earlier this week. But I don't think it stopped them from catching a lot of fish because I saw some pretty good midweek catches. Let's check in with Captain Darrell Carpenter because he's in the thick of it. Darrell, how was the fishing this week down there for Speckle Trout? You you nailed it dead on, Don. I mean, we've had some bad weather come through, but we also had a couple of days in the middle of the week where there was literally no boat traffic. I mean, it, the rain scared everybody away, but yet the, the forecast missed it greatly. We were able to get offshore and hit those reefs offshore and the beaches on Elmer's Island, and it, it confirmed what we had been thinking. Uh, I mean, just boatload catches of solid two- and three-pound fish. I mean, the entire boxes. You know, it felt good. I was telling my customers it felt it felt good to leave and go on a trip and never have to pull the ruler out. <coughs> you know, because every fish <laughs> yes. was in that two to three pound range. You know, so I mean, and look, it, it, it's like they missed us, okay? Because we caught. I mean, I, I left here with a boat full of gobies and 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 croakers and probably three hundred shrimp, and I think I came back with two hundred fifty shrimp because they were eating plastic. I mean, I, as soon as it hit the water, boom, it was plastic all day long. Uh, so it confirmed what we've been saying for a couple of weeks now. The majority, the majority of our good fish, the majority of our trophy fish, if you will, that we that we're known for and brag about, are out on the coast right now. They're out on that beach. <clears throat> a lot of this rain, a lot of this weather we've had has forced us to fish the inside. When we fish the inside, a lot of the stuff to the east. I mean, you got to go way over toward Empire and all because the stuff to the east is still messed up from that dredge. Uh, that dread. I, I don't know the schedule. I don't know what the contractor is. But you're at the mercy of their work schedule. If that dredge is bumpy, everything over there is nasty, muddy. We're talking catfish. Um, but if you get over there and you get some clean water, and we had some relatively clean water yesterday. We had a mixed bag of speckled trout. We had redfish. We had black drum. And believe it or not, this time of the year, we sat down on one place yesterday and found a whole school of sheephead. I think we came back with 30 sheephead between the boats yesterday. Um while we were trout fishing. So, you know, when you find it clean, it's good. When you, 
when you get over there and it's a gamble, when you make that run and that dredge is running and everything's muddy and it literally looks like the Mississippi River, um, then, you know, you ran the wrong way. You had to come back and try to find something clean and you should find some fish. Yeah, sometimes it's all about timing. Now, you were catching those fish on the beaches on the front side when the wind allows you to get out there. That's for this time of year the, the absolute best. Uh, how close were the fish? What what uh, what are those sandbars were you throwing in? In other words, somebody's well, we coming were, we in by fish. boat along Elmer's. How would you suggest to them to set up and fish it? Well, when, when I when I say the beach, we were fishing mostly structure. We were fishing the Fouchon barges, the Fouchon rock jetties, you know, those areas, and, and some submerged rocks. We didn't do a whole lot of fishing on the sand itself, but a lot of what you look for whenever you're doing that, and, and this is a typical pattern that, that develops, yeah. you look for your break in the sandbar. You want you want a break in the sandbar. Everybody hears about these red tides, or not these red, the rip tides and stuff. Well, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a little small miniature rip tide in the, in the waves. You also want to see bait. Birds diving is a good indication because you know birds are diving on the bait. And what we typically do is we typically start off close to the beach, as close as the waves will let us. You start off close to the beach. A lot of times that's where you find your bigger fish. Your, your bigger sow trout are going to be up in those breakers, chasing those mullets and that bait that's right up in the breakwater. As the day goes on and it heats up, it's kind of just like the offshore stuff. When, when you know, later in the year when it heats up, the red snapper go out to the deeper rigs. The trout will do the same thing. Now you start you start getting some trash fish, you start getting some pink, I mean some Spanish mackerel, some bluefish, and that type of stuff. But a lot of times, as the sun gets high in the sky, those fish will move out to the second trough. So you've got one trough coming off the beach. You'll have a sandbar, and then you've got a second trough. You know, sometimes it could be 30 yards off the beach, you know, or, or more. But you park 30 yards off the beach, you throw out toward the Gulf. This will be in that second sandbar, and that's where we finish up the day a lot of times. When you find them in the second sandbar, a lot of times they're smaller fish, but they're packed in and schooled real heavy. So that'll kind of, you know, kind of increase your catch and increase your action as everything gets slow in the breakwater. Very good. Great information from a professional. Daryl, thanks for the report. If somebody wants to uh, do it the easy way and use your boat, your knowledge, your tackle, your bait, and book a trip with you, tell them how to find you. Yes, sir. They can find me on your website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. RealScreamers.com has all the information about the trips on it. Or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. And, Darrell, can you help them with accommodations uh, on the island when they come down? Yeah, we've got a few places we refer to. Now, that's been a little bit of a sticking issue because the the island itself has been full. So, you you know, finding accommodations at the last minute can be tough. But we've got a few places we work with that we can try to help you out with. And there's also some places a little bit to the north that's not a bad drive in the morning if they stay up there. So I know you right. can help them out. Thanks, Daryl. Glad the fishing's so good. Hope it stays that way, and we'll catch up with you next week. Will do, Don. You have a good day. Alrighty, Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, we come back. We got Captain Mike Gallo. We got a paddler's report. We got Captain Ryan Lambert for Plaquemines Parish. We got information for you. Also, a story of some bad boys of the outdoors, some Mississippians in trouble when they came here with red snapper fishing. And your text messages, 504 260 1870. Oh, I got the right George now. Now I know who you are. Thank you, George, and congratulations on your retirement. We're back right after this top of the hour pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
All right, you ready for hour number two? Yeah, we got more stuff to talk about, fishing reports and such, and also text messages come in on our live board from our listening audience, 504-260-1870. In fact, let me catch you up on it. Here's a good morning from uh, the Irish Coonass is his name. You know, we got a whole, I'm acquiring a list of the regulars, and I've got about 15 or 20 that have these nicknames. If, you, if you're one of them, let me know who you are, and I'll add you to the list. Uh, he says he's... Uh, Let's see, where's he going? He's going to fish the ship channel off Fort Morgan. He's one of our Alabama listeners. He's uh, going to go from the fort out past the Sand Island Lighthouse looking for big reds, bull sharks, king mackerel, and Spanish mackerel. Enjoy the weekend. We're going to do the same. I know you will. Good luck to you on the trip. Hope you stay dry. Uh, Here's one that says, good morning. I love rain, but this is a little too much, right? I think I'd have to agree. Uh, This has been – it's not that we've had – Heavy flooding rains, but, boy, it's just like every day. And even if you don't get but a few sprinkles, it's still the humidity so high. Nothing can dry up. It's uh, really good for the frogs, though. All right, here's one said, you didn't mention Italian-American rodeo next Friday and Saturday. Well, I didn't know it was next Friday and Saturday. I'm assuming it's still at Hopedale. It's a good rodeo, I can tell you that. Hopedale Marine is usually where it is. Somebody send me some more information, and I'll pass it along. All right, um, Bayou Wild TV. All right, uh, we're in the off-season right now, and we've got a great feature been running this week called See You Later, Alligator. Uh, Chris Lecoq and I went out and collected alligator eggs and showed how that whole process works with the Wall family. Great, great episode. Uh, next week, you're going to see, uh, boy, and I'm missing this one. This is going to really make me sick to watch the Alaskan Cajun Invasion. We didn't make it this year nor last year because of travel restraints. But we'll be looking back at some of our past Cajun invasion trips. And I've been fortunate enough to make it 17 times over there. And even though that, I've, I've missed it. All right, and then the following week uh, coming up, it's the Ride the Bull. We had a, a Ride the Bull 10-year documentary. That, of course, is the largest kayak fishing event, I think, in the world. It's held in Grand Isle when those big bull reds come moving into the past close in the Paddlers go out there and do what's called a Cajun sleigh ride. Hook up to one of those big reds and get towed around the the pass. All right, then we start an exciting season seven in August. And our first up will be uh, the trip with called Wicked and Wild Slam with Captain Andy Jones uh, fishing for bull sharks and Pontchartrain and uh, found a couple of other surprises out there too. Great, great feature, great episode. And then another one that's really interesting the following week will be soft shells with pinchers. Uh, everyone's familiar with soft shell crabs. How about soft shell crawfish? Did you know that we actually have them and there's a market for them? And we, of course, do some cooking for them, too, and some uh, taste testing. Always part of a show. And then on April, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> August 19th, uh, a Tofield tribute. Tofield Bourgeois, who you heard for over 20 years on this this program, you watched him and I fish on fishing game reports and on Bayou Wild. Of course, this will be the two-year anniversary of that tragic uh, seaplane crash. And we did some interviews with some people very close to him and going to air one of his cooking features. He was a great cook as well as many other things. So be sure and catch that one. That's going to be August 19th, uh, the Tofield Tribute. And we'll round out the August with uh, another Season 7 feature called Fishing Therapy. Uh, guy Aaron and Archer, a couple of guys that really didn't do much saltwater fishing. Uh, one, a, a veteran, and uh, Captain Martha Spencer and uh, Captain Chris, uh, Captain Chris, Chris Lecoq, our producer, uh, went out with uh, Matt McCabe in Lake Pontchartrain. And we also got some features planned with uh, Chef John Foltz. Don't you love his cooking features? 
God, that guy, he can make you so, so hungry. And we're also going to be doing some cooking features with uh, David Hubble, who we've been talking about, Hubble's Hearth. He's got those great jelly products he made, also pickles, melatons. Check it out. It's Hubble's Hearth. You can find it on our Bayou Wild TV website and also the Don the Outdoors Guy site. Quick link there, and you can place your order and try some of it yourself. Also, uh, Uncle Larry with his new products. Uh, he's going to be doing a cooking feature for us, too. So we got a full Season 7 planned and actually working on Season 8, too. So be sure to tune us in. If you want to find out where to watch us, go to our website, BayouWildTV.com. All the channels, all the systems, the times are listed there. And if all else fails, you can catch us on YouTube, where you like, whenever you like. All right, coming back right after this three-minute pause, it's Born on the Bayou Report with Captain Mike Gallo. We're back with his info right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for the Born on the Bayou Fishing Report with Captain Mike Gallo of Angling Adventures of Louisiana. It's a presentation of CETO, who for $179 a year membership will give you unlimited fuel drops where you need it, when you need it, 24-7 tow-ins to safety, jump start you if you've got electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back to the dock safely. CETO, it's like having AAA on the water. It's peace of mind for not just you but your loved one too because it's just one call away to get rescued or to place your order for a CETO membership. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545 or just one click away to CETO.com. Captain Mike is with us now, and Mike, uh, are you waterlogged like me with all this rain? Man, it's been tough. You getting to fish at all? We are getting to fish a little bit, Don. Uh, some mornings we're able to leave, and as we're out there for several hours, we start dodging pop-up showers. Mornings like this, we're sitting on the dock waiting on rain to pass so that we can hopefully slip out behind it. But, yeah, we've been dealing with weather. Fishing's been pretty good when we do get out. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, watching what's around you and staying safe. Where are some of your spots? Have you been to Biloxi Marsh, uh, fishing uh, Lake Bourne or Pontchartrain Bridges? Or uh, Jeff told us, uh, you know, our old spot over there, the Mystico Rocks, where we catch trout in the wintertime. They got some a lot of bass lined up over there. We have been mainly concentrating in the Biloxi Marsh. Summertime, we always seem to be targeting redfish in marsh. I did, I did make a trip uh, to the southern, I guess you could call the southern area of the Biloxi Marsh. I was around Bayou Grande, and um, we ended up catching some nice bass along with redfish, throwing spinner baits and the uh, Matrix Crawl, rig uh, Texas Texas rib Matrix Crawl. But yeah, we did catch some bass. Very good. Um, and what about the lake? You know, everybody always wants to know about Pontchartrain, the bridges, or the trout there, is the red fishing. What, what's going on in the lake? What's your latest reports? Haven't been doing too much fishing in the lake. Generally, by this time of year, the trout have moved out and they're spawning. The usual suspects are still in the lake: the sheephead, the occasional redfish, and end of catching the hard-fighting jack crevel. They generally move into the lake this time of year. You can find them along big schools of mullet. Uh, the only time I ever fished them, we fished all over by airports. We used big, big topwater uh, poppers. 
and caught some of those jackfish. Not a fish I routinely target, but they do move into the lake this time of year. Mm-hmm. Mike, what brought you way down to Bayou Grande? That, that's a pretty long haul for you and uh, normally a little further south than you go. Well, I had, um, I had that was where there was some clean water is what got me mm-hmm. over that way. That kind of tucked in. We had some southeast winds for several days, and I went over there hunting clean water, found some clean water, found good catches of fish, and then it usually stays on my radar for three to five days, and then I either move on to green pastures or the water has cleaned up in other areas, and I don't have to go so far. Uh, but that's what brought me over that way. I was able to find clean water. Gotcha. Mike, you know, a lot of people, uh, particularly people from out of town that are generally freshwater fishermen, don't get to do a lot of saltwater fishing, they see these big bull redfish, and, boy, that's kind of a bucket list thing for them. If somebody wanted to, to catch bull reds in your area, where would you suggest they go? I know the interior of the marshes, you're going to catch a few maybe over that, you know, the line at that 27-inch, but I'm talking about those really big bulls. Uh, open water, would that be some of the better spots to go or maybe even move towards the Mississippi coast? Yes. Once a redfish reaches 27 inches in length, it's considered to be mature and it migrates out of the marsh into open water. So if I were targeting bull reds, I would be along that eastern edge of the Biloxi Marsh out into some of that more open water, Three Mile Bay, Nine Mile Bay, Bay Boudreaux, and even further east, Fishing Smack Bay. And there's just hundreds of islands out there and little small bays along that perimeter. And you can treat it just like trout. You look for birds diving or mullets. They love mullets when they get to be that size. They like current lines, so around points. And they'll they'll go for a popping cork and a plastic, a popping cork and a live shrimp. Popping cork's a good search tool because it's, as you pop it, you're calling fish from a greater distance. But we, we stumble on them when we're out in that area hunting trout this time of year. And, Mike, you know, it's very important on those big bulls. Those are the spawners. They, they aren't really that good to eat. You can only keep one by law. What is your method of reviving a big bull? You know, when they get far, particularly on light tackle, they're pretty much spent when they get to the boat. And if you don't take care of them, you're going to lose the fish, you know, forever. Right. Normally, we'll know it's a bull just from, you know, the fight and how long it takes. So, you know, as the captain, we start preparing the people here. This is a big one. It's not going to be one we're going to be able to keep. So what we're going to do is land it really quickly, take a quick picture, get it back in the water and revive it. I'll hold them by their tail and just back and forth with the water to get, you know, moving it through the water, get the water to go across its gills where it can breathe and kind of relax a little bit when it's ready to go it'll swim away from you but sometimes i've revived them 10 or 15 minutes but for me it's a precious resource so i don't mind spending time reviving it and make sure it survives absolutely you got a vested interest that's your next trip's catch you know out there you know what a great great sport it is well mike uh it got you we got you on my website don the got your beautiful picture up there and your website aa of la.com all the information people need but if they want to just call you and talk to you about some dates and and some options give them that phone number where they can reach you very simply you can call me at 985 781 7811 
and we'll be happy to answer any question you might have or set you up for a trip with myself or one of my team captains. Sounds good, Mike. I hope that rain allows you all to get out for a good long day today. Good luck, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All right, Captain Mike Gallo, our forensic fisherman, we call him. All right, coming back after this, uh, information for you paddlers who like to paddle or paddle for your fish. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we have a fishing report with strokers designed in mind, and it's called the Paddlers Slash Paddlers Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, a special presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find all types of fishing kayaks, some of the best models in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington locations. Visit their website for their products for the demo day schedule. That's at MasseyOutfitters.com, or check them out on Facebook. I got a text coming in that says... Uh, let's see. The shell. The report for the paddlers in Shell Beach is reds and bass. Some good bags, but not many limits. The stink pot has been running the rocks for sheephead and reds. Of course, all the above, dependent on weather. That's from my buddy, the Lafayette Yacker. Brendan Bayard joins us. Uh, Brendan, what can you add to that report for the kayakers? Oh, in that area right there, Don, in the Hopedale area, a lot of people have been going out to Lana Lagoon and catching some nice fish. Uh, lots of reds out there. And then in Reggio, when the water gets up, you got a high tide, lots of reds in there. That's been a hot spot uh, in the area. Uh, down in Venice, on along Highway 23, uh, you have a lot of fishermen going down that way. That's kind of uh, been a, a summer hot spot for right now. Uh, so you can go over there and go to Yellow Cotton Bay or, or Chawi Bay right off the Tidewater Road right now and catch a lot of nice fish over there, mixed bag of, uh, you know, regular size reds and then the even the kicker bull red that's mixed in over there. So that's a kind of a fun little spot to fish. And then uh, if you want to go down to Grand Isle, you, the tried and true dependable this time of year, backside, front side, uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, lots of specs out there. You can use live bait. You can use popping corks, top waters, uh, just whatever you want. And uh, you, you should run into some fish as long as you, you find the uh, cleaner water. You want to, uh, you know, pick uh, either the backside or the front side, depending upon uh, the wind. If, if the surf is, is messed up a little a little rougher, maybe try that backside. If it's a calmer day, get out on that surf. You can always uh, catch one of those big, uh, you know, four or five pound trout if you uh, time it right. And then uh, there's always the bull reds out there in the passes or along the beach running underneath those uh, rafts of mullet. Uh, out west, uh, West Cove has been kind of the uh, area kayakers have been uh, targeting. Uh, you got a lot of boat traffic on Big Lake in the summer, so make sure that if you launch early, make sure you have those lights and those, those poles and those flags up high. A lot of boat traffic on Big Lake, but still a lot of big fish to be caught. Good, well-rounded report. Uh, Brendan, I was talking a couple of weeks ago with Eric about uh, the big kayak bass tournament that's going to be held up at Lake St. John and Concordia in September. And, you know, when the Bass Masters or the Bass Nation, B-A-S-S, expanded their coverage to and allowed amateurs to qualify through the ranks and participate in the world's biggest bass fishing classic, I see that's now being done with the kayaks. And this is one of the qualifying tournaments. The top 10% of this will qualify for the Bass Nation Championship, which will be held along with the Bassmaster Classic next March. Um, So... I think that's a great opportunity for somebody who's 
just an everyday paddler to, to break into the big time of fishing, you know? Yeah, we had uh, recently at the Massmaster uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, several kayakers fish it for the first inaugural go of that. And uh, they got to walk across the uh, Bassmaster stage and go get a, a trophy and hold up a big check. It was uh, just like being in the Bassmaster. So here's your chance. If, you, if you're if you a bass fisherman in Louisiana or uh, any of the other neighboring states, they have their own clubs. And they're all making these uh, tournaments and, and championships to qualify to go. Uh, this is our first go-round with the Louisiana um bass club if you will the the registered through bass um version of that kind of club and then so we can we can register those those anglers and qualify them to send them over to Bassmaster and and have them kind of participate along with the big pros and the the big event out there so it should be a lot of fun for those guys that uh that are into that yeah great opportunity now we also down the road we'll talk about these later is the redfish rumble in september and the hobie qualifier for world on the 16th but ride the bulls coming up how's that looking yeah ride the bull is always going to be a fun one just to get new people into the sport and uh you know catch some big bull reds uh you can you can go out there and practice right now uh, catch you know catch reds and uh try to get them in and uh it's 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 a different it's a different kind of fishing. You're uh, you know get a little bit heavier tackle. You you can go hang out underneath the bridge over there at Grand Isle, get a crack crab or a, a, a mullet or or just uh, jig the bottom with a big gulp or something. But uh, I, I've done that for years, and we fished Barataria Pass, Comanata Pass, Bell Pass, and uh, I've caught some long some nice big bulls along the way. Uh, just you know once you get uh, once you get them hooked up, you just kind of take your time if you need to or if you you got some heavier tackle, you can horse them in a little bit, make sure you have some thick braid, uh, and then kind of get them up and, and take your time, put that boga grip in their mouth, unhook them, and then uh, revive them and let them go. It's a, it's a pretty fun way to kayak fish, and you get that sleigh ride along the way. Yes, it certainly is. Well, Brendan, sound like you're on the water. Hope you have a good trip today, and we'll catch up with you next go-round. All right, Don. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters. Next week, we'll be talking with Captain Eric Mahabarak. All right, we come back after this. Yes, it's bad boy, the outdoors time. A couple of Mississippi guys got in some Louisiana trouble. We'll tell you all about it right after this pause. Don't forget, our text message board still open, 504-260-1870. Back after this. And a few minutes ago, I got a text in about the, the song that we played, the name of it and who the artist was. That was She Thinks We Just Fishing by Trace Atkins. I got to tell you, it's a great song with a really good message. If you get a chance, pull it up and listen to the entire song. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. All right, you know, uh, last week I warned everybody about Operation Dry Water last Friday through Sunday, being the 4th of July weekend. Uh, wildlife and Fisheries would be out in force enforcing uh, laws to, dealing with uh, operating a vessel while intoxicated. Well, I'm here to tell you they netted 11 bad boys and girls across the state. I don't guess that's a whole lot. Seems like that number's a little lower than what it's been, but still that's too many. Operating a water vessel while intoxicated. And by the way, if you're not familiar with that charge, it's just as serious and the penalties are the same as DWI, drinking while intoxicated. You could lose your driver's license we're operating a vessel under the influence. So remember, alcohol and water don't mix. It's good after the trip 
or if you're a designated rider, but not for the driver. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, back with our Bad Boys of the Outdoors feature here after we let our local stations identify on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Agents Lieutenant Adam Young, Sergeant Kyle Wagner, Corporal Mike Marquez, and Senior Agent Gary LaVron participated in a case made on two Mississippi residents in the Gulf of Mexico, 12.4 miles from Grand Isle last Friday, June 11th. While conducting, that wasn't last Friday, that was a while back, a month ago. While conducting a licensed creel check, the agents cited Christopher Hinton, and Thomas Hines in possession of 12 red snapper, which is three times their combined legal limit of four. Failure to have the mandatory recreational offshore landing permits, and Hinton was also cited for undersized snapper. Their fish were confiscated and donated to a local charity, and taking over the daily bag limit of red snapper, taking undersized red snapper, each carry from $100 to $350 fines, and up to 60 days in jail. Failure to have the ROLP brings a $50 fine and 15 days in jail. Also facing possible civil restitution, the payback value of those snappers totaling $229.52 are Mississippians 49-year-old Christopher M. Hinton and 26-year-old Thomas F. Hines, our bad boys of the outdoors. Yeah, they've been out there working on those uh, red snapper cases. By the way, I got information that through June 27th, Louisiana has caught 42% of the quota that's been allowed for 2021. So we're not quite halfway there, and it's only open on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, except uh, on the upcoming Labor Day weekend. You'll also get the fish on the Monday. So it looks like it's going to extend for a while. Of course, it all depends on the weather conditions and the pressure that the snapper get, but uh, still lots of red snapper time to get out there and catch some of those great fish. All right, I see we're going to be adding Dixie George. He's the newest member of our regular listeners as he'll join the Lafayette Yacker and 
Justin and the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge and Bayou Liberty Mike and Smokey and all that group that we've got with their specific handles. All right, I also had a question. Uh, yo, Don. Hey, yo. Yo, back at you. Who does overnight offshore fishing trips anymore? The motor vessel Pat Al used to. Do you know anyone? Yeah, the Pat Al and several other ones used to do that. And Man, I used to enjoy those overnight trips out in the Gulf. But uh, I do happen to know someone. And when she's not out there fishing, she's usually sitting here with me co-hosting this show. And she also co-hosts Bayou Wild TV. I'm talking about Captain Martha Spencer and Southern Catch. They uh, just recently did an offshore overnight trip. And what's good about those is you get to double up on your limits when you're out there for two days fishing. And, uh, you know, you get to fish at night, which is a whole lot. You don't need to bring sunglasses and sunscreen when you fish at night. And you also get to do a little bit of napping, too. Anyway, I will have her get in touch with you. So thank you for that request, and thanks for giving us the opportunity to talk about it. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Captain Ryan Lambert's going to be here. He's down in Plaquemines Parish giving us the fishing info down there. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And I think the Beatles wrote that song especially for this guy, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. Captain Ryan, how's the plastic fishing been down there? Uh, yesterday was real good, buddy. They they whacked the trout. The, the reds weren't that good yesterday. You know, they worked hard for their reds, but the trout was good. When the tides started falling, they whacked them pretty good. Cody was in my boat. He said, see, your boat does catch fish. And, boy, look, he put that for all the guys to see, so I had to hear that all morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Did he clean it when he brought it back? Yes, he did, and he did it again this morning. <laughs> yeah, he got his redone. We like to keep our boats in tip-top shape. So, yeah, this completely polished and fixed all the fiberglass and the, the little Nixons, whatever. You know, we just like to keep our stuff right. But the fish are biting you know, this, have this been morning. In, yeah, a little bit. You know, I have been in, in some boats with some guides who I'm not going to mention their name. And, I mean, there's nothing worse than right when you get up in the morning – and you're starting off a fresh day, and you step in a boat, and it's full of mud. It's full of fish slime. You open up the ice chest, and there's old slime floating around in a hot ice chest. You know, oh. I don't think some people realize how what that, that impression is, that very first impression to a customer when they step on the boat. Well, you know, Plaquemines Parish has some of the best fishing in the world. but probably got the worst launches in the world. So you, we That's bleach true. our boats every day, and they are spackling clean. And as soon as we step in them, you got mud in them. <laughs> just, but when you get in at the, at the lodge, it's clean, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you do. So uh, what's going to be the plan today for the guys going out, you think? Well, they, they, they went east again, and they're gonna, they look like they're going to go try to go a little further t- today and try to catch some bull reds for those folks because they caught a bunch of trout yesterday and got a couple of youngins that want to catch some some big reds so they're going to venture out a little bit further than they did yesterday because uh they was those both reds caught out there but um the river the river is uh coming back up it's gonna go all the way to nine foot again but after that it's gonna fall out all the way to shoot by three weeks from now it'll be five foot and that's a four foot drop you know in, in uh two weeks so it's gonna fall out hard and i think we're finally gonna get a river that we can fish this this year you know i think we'll be able to get us on some trout and a lot of reds in the river gosh i can't wait that's some of my favorite fishing 
I don't know why. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Have y'all experienced any problems with any algal blooms this year? This is the time of year where those things start popping up. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, look at that pretty green water. But it's dead water. you got (laughs) to stay away from it. You know, you know, everybody thinks that it's unique to our area. But when I'm looking at my fishing shows that I watch, you know, like I'm watching right now, actually, and you'll see in the summertime, all these lakes get those big algae blooms. They're green as they can be. It's just the way it is. But we haven't had it yet. Um, normally, the worst time is on the, the flip-flop of the tide. You know, when when all that just settles down and stops moving, then you'll get a good, good, nice algae bloom. And uh, that's why I try not to book in the summertime. I try not to book the flip-flops. And I tell people, I said, look, there's no tide that day. There's, you know, the fishing's not going to be as good as it could be. You know, that way they know what they're getting in for. If that's the only day they can come, you know, we like to be up front and tell them what it's going to be. But we haven't had it yet. And uh, the river keeps coming up and down, up and down every time there's a flood up north. So I think this might be about it because these, these fronts are going to stop coming across they're going to go further up north, and, you know, we get rid of this one flood that passed through Missouri and, and Arkansas there last week, and uh, after that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really get good. But, um, you know, we can just drive off to the west. they got trout there if we want, and we can go to the islands if we want. But right now, they're pushed in, so they might push a little bit with a nine-foot, but it's going to be so quick. It's going to be up and down in two, three days, so I think we'll be fine. Well, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be asking you about teal sightings down there. You know, what's the uh-huh. earliest you can remember seeing a teal? Um, probably the first week in August, I would imagine. But, you know, yeah. First you, you know, I saw I saw two one time. I was with Tofio, and we had flown out to the Chandelier Islands, and there was two of them that flew by while we were surf fishing down there. And I know it was the middle of July. They, these were some really, really early birds. But, yeah, I would guess it's August earliest when you start seeing them. It depends, I guess, if you get some weird early fronts or something. The first thing that comes are the bulls. And, you know, they'll they'll come you know, they'll finish all what they were going to do. So they'll come down first. And those big males will pass first. And then after that, the, the juveniles and the females will start coming, you know, with the cold fronts, full moon, whatever pushes them. But um, I'm looking forward to a good season. It's, uh, it's really booked up. Mexico. I'm going to Mexico five times this year. I'm a, I got a busy schedule. So yeah, I'm sure you're going to be doing some of that white wing dove hunting. You know, have you ever been able to put together a dove hunt down there in the parish? And there's so many people are looking for for places to dove hunt. And I know you've been trying to find some place down there that can can host one. I mean, other than going to to Mexico, which is phenomenal, but I mean, for a local guy oh, yeah. that wants to dove hunt, you know, it would it would be great if somebody could put them together oh, yeah. in the metro area somewhere. And we have so much land right there, you know, on the right side of the road going down. But yeah, you know, yeah. It, in order to do it, you know, you got to get involved with the landowners, and you know, it, the way it works, and you know, oh yeah, well I'm gonna let my buddies go in there after you plan it and everything. You know, it just <laughs> yeah, can't do that. I would love to do it too, boy. There's been nothing better than a good dove hunt early season like that. Um, I, I've got the first trip in Noliasi, so I'm gonna be looking at 15 million doves when I'm there. So it's gonna be in, just unbelievable. And I mean, 15 million that's never been shot at. Can you imagine? Whoa! Yeah. I'll tell you what, you can <laughs> melt a barrel. You can you can burn some yeah. shells and melt barrels down there. <laughs> 
I'm good for five, six boxes. I'm done. I shoot my hundred birds and, and I quit. You know, I just, yeah. I, I'm not one of those that's got to kill a thousand to, to think I could feel good. And uh, so I'll, I'll be down, uh, like I said, but get your eye right for teal season. That way when the teal come in, you, you know, you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, boy. All right, well, look, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and find out about Nole Hase, a trip to Mexico, or coming a little bit closer to Buras, Louisiana, tell them how to find you. Oh, yeah, they can just go to CajunFishingAdventures.com to check out all our Buras stuff, Mexico Figure your chances of getting in down there we slim and none this year because it's booked up. And then uh, they can call me direct on my phone, you know, at 504-559-5111. And we have a few fishing dates left, but I tell you what, it's a busy year. My goodness gracious. Yeah, well, we needed it. And I always tell people, look, just drive down Highway 23 till you get to the Palm Tree Plantation. That's his place right there. Just pull in. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's big, too, isn't it? Oh, man, it's a, it's a forest. It's, what, it's incredible. Okay, Captain Ryan, great talking to you as always. Uh, man, I need to get down there. We need to go make a trip. been a while since we've done that. Yeah, it's been a little bit. You need, we need to go do it. This river comes down. Maybe we'll do a river trip. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Let me know as soon as it gets right. All right, we'll do, buddy. All right, see you next week. There he goes, the Plastic Man. And by the way, like I tell you about this audience, this audience is sharp. They said the Plastic Man is the Kinks, not the Beatles. I should have known that. Or actually, I should have said I knew that. I was just testing you. But uh, I was a little confused on my 1960s groups. Anyway, we'll be back. Got some more text to share with you, too, and uh, tell you about some more upcoming events. Also, another species that's going to be reopening at the end of the month will be fair game. And where you can get in on a frogging rodeo back with that right after this pause on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right uh closing out our text message board we got this one uh from ben martino the cca north shore chapter president who must have slept late this morning because he didn't hear me mention it already but the north shore chapter is 2021 banquet they're having it finally it's july 22nd casting center at six o'clock the large kids casting contest is going to be there and I will be there, too. So hope to see you all there at 6 o'clock. It's at the Castine Center, worth mentioning again. Here's another one. says, uh, thanks for the show. Keep up the work. It's very informative and a great way for us retired vets to get out and about. And from one vet to another, thank you for your service. That's Ying Ling and the boys. We will add that list to our list of names. Here's another one, the backstrap stacker. He's checking in from Alabama. He's going to be able to catch snapper doing the Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo next weekend. Have a good one. Hope you do, too. All right. We also have a birthday wish for, of all people, I didn't know this, Chef John Foltz. Happy 75th birthday yesterday to John Foltz. And also to uh, Mary Hubble. So our birthday's today, 75 years young. Happy birthday to both. We're going to be seeing Chef John in a couple of weeks. We're going to be doing some recipes for Bayou Wild Tea, one of which will be a garfish, camp stew garfish recipe. Don't miss it. All right, uh, taking a look at some more announcements. Uh, get ready for triggerfish. Uh, they'll be reopening in the Gulf waters on July 29th. That is uh, the last Thursday of this month. Gray triggerfish. This is hard to believe, but the limit is only one fish, and I think it's a 15-inch minimum on them, too. You used to be able to load a boat. People just threw them overboard, but then they found out how good eating they were. All right, another fishing rodeo making a comeback this year, the 25th annual 
Rummel Alumni Fishing Rodeo. I was one of the founding fathers of that one. I guess I still am. August 6th and 7th, it's going to be at Campos Marine in Shell Beach down there with Robbie. It's a Friday and Saturday. The weigh-in is from 12 to 2. And there's going to be uh, registration, sign-up, food, drink, and T-shirt. Do that at rummelraiders.com on their website. $35 for adults, 12 and under, $15. Midnight the Thursday before is the deadline. So check it out. Also, don't forget, renew your fishing license. They all expired at the end of June. If you're fishing without a renewal, you're breaking the law. Make sure you get it. And don't forget, if you fish offshore, and be sure and get that ROLP. If you buy your license at a, at a store, uh, a department store, they're probably not going to ask you about it. You need to tell them you need it. It's absolutely free, but it's mandatory. It's the ROLP Recreational Offshore Landing Permit. Want to get in on a bullfrog bash? Saturday, August 14th at the Delta Marina. Go to Delta Marina's Facebook page. they got all the details there, lots of places for heaviest frog, top ten frogs, most frogs, frog jump, racing frogs. It's all about frogs. <laughs> Delta Marina, August 14th. That's going to wrap it up for today. Come and join us again next week, 5 to 7 a.m. We start dark and early each and every Saturday with the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.